0: So let's start it off here with 106.5 Element FM, the new beat of Toronto. Thanks for waking up with your guest morning show host, Mark and Gem in the morning. You know, Jim, we get an opportunity to talk to um, certain uh, individuals, entertainers, artists and whatnot, um, activists, things of that nature, politicians, all that kind of stuff. And today we get a, get a chance to talk to somebody who I think sort of um, encapsulates a little bit of it all. You know, the entertainment, the yes. music, the the, the the activist side of it as well, too. But, uh, of course, the DJing side. Today, we're going to talk to DJ Shub. What's going on, man? Not too much. How are you doing today?
1: We're good. We're good. So just, I mean, we play your music all the time. We have a lot of listeners that are big fans. But just for anyone just tuning in, uh, Shub is a Mohawk DJ and music producer and member of the Six Nations of the Grand River. He has one numerous, when I say numerous, I don't even know You store them all—a lot of awards for his work Uh, as a former member of a tribe called Red, of course, as a DJ, and for his solo pursuits. We're just such big fans and really happy to have you. Uh, Just give us a little bit of an insight into how you got into this career i know there's a lot of kids who are just kind of in the basement don't really believe they can do it especially kids of, of color kids who feel like they're um disenfranchised kids on the res so how did you actually go from the basement to really having this amazing career uh it
2: really started from just uh, a love for music um growing up you know i had so much music around me my parents buying records all the time listening to records and And then my older brother, um, he was into a lot of hip-hop, so he was the one that really got me into um, the whole genre of hip-hop, and and he started DJing, so I kind of just followed in his footsteps, and he kind of saw the the passion I had for this music, and he was the one that actually bought me my first uh, DJ setup, um, and a couple of records, so he kind of set me on my path uh, to being a DJ, and at the same time, uh, he showed me a bunch of software on the computer uh, and and how to make beats. So I mean if anything it was um my family that really set me on my path to where I am today.
1: So, so you owe him quite a lot of money.
2: I do. I do. I owe some.
1: Well. <laughs> um,
2: you know, still asking me for them today so we still have to set that up. <laughs>
0: you know in the hip hop industry in particular um sometimes people feel like um they, they wanted to be the rapper, but they decided to go DJ. Or they really wanted to DJ and found that they could rap. Can you, if you need to, hop on the mic as well?
2: Uh, when I hop on the mic, it's more of just like, you know, get your hands in the air, let me hear oh, some okay. noise, sort of things right. like that. I mean, and if I start lyrical to lyrical content rap, and flow, you don't really. Not so much. I leave that to, I leave that to people like my wife. She's a, she's <laughs> an <empty>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that house sounds amazing. Like the the DJ and MC wife, that's kind of amazing. If you had wanted to, you really could just ride along on your talents and skill, right? I mean, DMC championships the whole night. And yet, um, there's been such a focus for you on also pushing Indigenous culture, uh, music, some politics with the music. what what did, where did that come from was that just a natural thing that happened did you have it as a goal like as i move this is really important to not just be a dj but for people to know and for me to represent my culture
2: yeah i think i think um i think what it did first of all was just um uh, help the music be original you know like mm. and i think um as far as being a dj uh, you know, you're competing against thousands and thousands of other DJs out there that um, you know you're gonna sound exactly like um, unless you throw some originality into it. And you know, producing, um, I was able to throw some of my own compositions, you know, into my DJ sets. And then, you know, when we I started to make Pawa stuff, um, is really when um, it, you know this music that. That I wanted to make my whole life, but I didn't know I I needed to make it. You know, until I started to make it, and and I got that response from people. You know, saying, you know, like this is this is amazing. I hope you continue doing this. You know, and stuff like that. So, so it was. Yeah, it was really. um, It was really about wanting to show the culture as well. You know, like once I started making and playing this music, it was. um, You know, I felt like this is such a beautiful culture that, that you know this needs to be shared and. People need to hear this music, you know, and and creating that space where I can show people this music is, is what um, I've been focusing on lately, lately, and especially at shows, you know, like indigenizing spaces and, and just just helping that that comfortable space so people can have those conversations that Canada
0: uh, needs to have. And definitely, the youth look up to you as well. Too, once again, we're talking to DJ Show, mm-hmm. but I want to just shout out the people at OLI because um, I had an opportunity to host the uh, outside looking in pre-COVID, because then obviously things sort of shut down and now the return of OLI will be happening on Thursday, May the 12th inside Toronto's uh, Meridian Hall. Um, tell us yeah. how important that is as well too, man, because when I was there, I was I was profoundly moved by how many kids got the opportunity to display their talents, not only mm-hmm. those who knew they were talented, but those who just want the space to find out their talent, to explore their talent, and then display it on stage in front of other thousands of kids that are coming in from different schools, just to just to display the the incredible nature and the um, and the strength of indigeneity. Tell us what this is going to be like when it comes to the uh, outside looking in performance and and the anniversary. Uh,
2: I, you know what? Personally, I can't wait for for this. Um, I mean, I was involved with OLI uh, a while ago, probably about five years ago um i I did a show with them and it was the first time that i have seen i've seen anything like this before Mm -hmm. and just uh you know the gathering of so many youth and who who are so passionate you know about their culture and and so excited to share this culture with other people you know i i I related to them on so many levels and and i think this is we need more things like this you know we need to Mm -hmm. show that you know the youth, we are still here. We're still cultured, and we still love everything about what's going on. So I mean, to, to showcase and to have a platform to showcase this is is pretty amazing. So I think that's um I think that's that's I I, I can't wait for this because I think it is it is so important not only for them as as, as performers but I think it's very important for people who attend to see to see this this, this amazing showcase of young talented bars showcasing their culture.
0: Yeah, students that were there, um, just attending the, the performance and seeing the different acts going up on stage, they learned so much, not only through some of the spoken word, but the dancing. To be honest with you, that space was shared by Two different cultures at once understanding the importance of indigeneity and where we stand on this land. So many of the children that were there that were not from indigenous backgrounds really had an opportunity to embrace and, um, and and just really take in where they were. And I don't mean like in Meridian Hall. They were in a certain space, a certain mind frame, a certain spirit took over in that. It's going to be an incredible time as well. So I, first of all, I just want to give you props for being out there this year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. They they put they put together an incredible show. So, like I said, I'm so excited to be a part of it this year. And um, and and you know, I think I think that's the thing is like this giving them a platform. You know, I think is is such an important thing. I mean, like I've gone to a lot of reserves, you know, and showed them how to DJ and showed them how to produce. And you'd be surprised at how many um, you know producers and DJs are you know, are in areas that, you know, they can't really get to big cities and DJs and stuff like that. So, I mean, giving them this platform might be fantastic.
1: That's amazing. I, I really, something that you mentioned about the music that you're doing, the work that you're doing also being something that's so needed for Canada right now. What I love about your events is sometimes I think that there, there are kids and there are adults who want to participate. They like the music. But for instance, like if they like reggae music, they're gonna watch the dances, they can do the dances. But there are certain things that if they do, these are actually sacred, you, you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So I love the way you're able to m- meld the music so that they can also learn, they can hear this amazing music, they can hear music they know, they can celebrate with it without in any way being disrespectful, but also feeling like, okay, I can embrace and learn about the culture in a way that's also fun and I can connect.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's always that um, you're always walking a thin line when it comes to um, you know letting people know what your culture is all about and what's acceptable and everything like that. So there's always that thin line. But for me personally, it's I, I know what songs not to play. I know what songs to right. stay away from, and, and songs that I totally respect. And so I mean, <clears throat> most of the music that I, I usually play or mix. And, and produce with is usually just inner tribals and, and songs that are, are are meant for people to dance to. And right. to and, right. And,
1: and people throw. don't know if they don't have someone like you to lead us through.
2: Yeah, I guess I've never looked at it that way before. But yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> definitely, that's definitely true. Yeah.
1: Now, I have to throw this at you. We're still we're still going to re- try to respect your, your time frame here. I know we're going to wrap up in a little while. Your brother really got you into the music. Mark and I consider your, ourselves your faraway cousins in our mind okay <laughs> you don't have to embrace us. we've already embraced you yeah, Absolutely. so we are big fans mm-hmm. and we love how you mix the different music so we've already done our part much like your brother spoke to the <laughs> queen of soca allison hines she has a song it's a huge soca song it's called faluma but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that the words are actually from the indigenous tribes in Guyana and Suriname and it's in another language and I was like you know who's amazing so she was like you gotta you gotta ask him if we can send something to him if he wants to do something because I love what he does and I would love to see if he could remix it so you can just pay us later we need to make that happen your cousin's got your back and she's so looking forward to you've got fans all over the world
2: amazing see how family
0: always looks after each other is fantastic
1: that's all i needed and that's on tape you can never take that back (laughs) never
0: never (laughs) once again we have been blessed to be talking to the godfather of powwow step as dj shove online with us and once again check out oli outside looking in it's been two years and far too long since the students of this dance program have got a chance to jump on stage in canada's largest indigenous youth performance to showcase their awesome talent at Toronto's Meridian Hall that is this Thursday, May the 12th. Two shows are scheduled for May the 12th. It's at 10.30 a.m. with students only and 7.30 p.m. with the general public. Tickets for the evening show are $35 to $95 each and are available online through the following outlets. Go to olishow.com events go to Ticketmaster, go to TO Live. Just as a quick note, since its inception of this dance program in 2007, OLI has played a critical role in empowering thousands of indigenous youth and achieving high school graduate rates over 96% while improving academic standing and health. It runs simultaneously with the school year. And it's an innovative program that pairs some of Canada's hippest choreographers with participating schools. Thanks once again to DJ Shubb, who will be there live on the 12th at the Meridian Hall. Thanks again for hanging out with Mark and Jim in the morning, man. Sweet. Thanks yeah. so
1: much. Have a great one. Hopefully we'll see hope you to, soon. I hope to see Definitely. you there, man. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, hey, take we'll be